catch it. It remains a very, very good FA Cup final. And catch it! Good evening, everyone. How I hope everyone's okay. Uh, so we'll uh, we'll get started because we've got a lot to talk about, uh, including obviously we'll, we'll start off with the cup uh, and then we'll go into the uh, the Millwall game and go then go on to the uh, Plymouth game on Wednesday. Before we do get into uh, everything, <clears throat> just remember where you guys can find us at All Things Sky Blue on X, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, Instagram, sorry, um, YouTube. Please go and like and subscribe to everything that we do. Uh, there is a Plymouth podcast up now as well. We are partnered with Anecdote Sports Bar uh, and we're sponsored by Right Steel Fabrications. You can do all your fabrication work up and down the country, mainly in the West Midlands and Coventry area, though. We're also on podcasts as well, so Spotify, um, Amazon, uh, and wherever else that you get your uh, podcasts from. So, uh, let's start off with our cup game uh, on Tuesday night, uh, our fourth encounter with Sheffield Wednesday. It was a 4-1 win. So, Mark, um, how did you find uh, Tuesday's game for the, um, for the uh, cup? Yeah, I mean it's nice. It was nice to, to obviously progress to uh, fifth round and obviously a great opportunity to, to um, you know play Maidstone and hopefully get to the quarterfinals. But uh, yeah, I think I think I think we're all sick of the sight of playing Sheffield Wednesday. So uh, yeah, it was it was nice to get the win. Um, obviously, we got an early goal and then they they scored fairly quickly and uh, yeah, and then obviously second half um, was was a good clinical performance. We played we played really well and we scored three goals in a fairly quick time. And yeah, overall really good result. Um, you know, it's if in my opinion a game we could have done without. We should have, in my opinion, should have won the first match. But it is what it is. We got the job done, and uh, yeah, things things looking really good. Yeah. So obviously, uh, Danny, he, um, he I believe he made six changes for the cup. So just to remind you what the team was uh, for Wednesday in the Cup, you had Wilson in goal, Milan, Latti as captain, uh, Binks, De Silva, Tats, Torp, Eccles, Casey Palmer and Wright. Uh, with them six changes, are you happy how we coped with that? Were you happy with Latti as captain? Yeah, I think it was, it was still a quite strong team. Um, I think for the first sort of 10, 15 minutes... It almost mirrored a bit like today. It was a bit too chaotic at the back for me. Um, and then on Tuesday, once we got sort of into the game a little bit more, it calmed down. But I do prefer the defensive pairing of sort of Thomas and um, Kitchen. Um, but yeah, it was, it was strong. It was oh, That's what I wanted, really, a strong team. We couldn't really afford for it to go into extra time, but it was... It was a decent team we put out, really, and it sort of proved it, really, with the, the scoreline. Yeah, obviously, um, going into uh, going into the Cup game, De Silva especially has had his critics uh, over, you know, over the past few weeks. Um, 
he has been awarded. I thought he only got one assist, but he has been awarded two assists. Do you think that it was his best, one of his better games? I certainly did. I thought it was one of his better games in the cup. Um, but uh, are you happy with, with with how he played? Yeah, yeah. I think it was one of his better games. Um, I thought he had a really good match. It's just a thing with him. Sometimes he gets the ball, and I don't know if he's got the pace. To get to sort of drive at people, he tends to go forward of it and then come back. But he's really skillful with the ball at his feet, um, creating, creating triangles and that with people on the left hand side. I think he was doing it quite a bit with O'Hare and um, Casey Palmer. But I, I was really impressed with his performance, and he probably warranted a start today on that basis. Yeah, de- uh, yeah, I, you know, I, I thought so. To be fair, um, obviously, Wright started uh, up top uh, in that number nine position. How do you felt that he played? Um, I think he was, I think he was okay. Um, I think he, it was good that he got a goal. He, he just needed that goal really. And again, it was a, it was a fantastic cross from, from De Silva. Um, he had a few chances, didn't he? I think he had that one that rebounded off him. I think he then just stabbed one wide. Um, sort of typical right, really, where he sort of misses the most easiest chances and does the most frustrating things. But then he pops up with goals and assists, which is is great, which which is sort of what happened on on sort of Tuesday and in, in previous games, but I think there's a lot more to come from him. But he certainly looks better, I think, wider. But I don't think I think he stayed through the middle. I think on in midweek, I think they played Sims out, sort of left, didn't they? I think so. Yeah, I was happy with what he done. It was good for him to get a goal back on the goal trail. Yeah, Glenn. Obviously, you've just come in, uh, buddy. Welcome as well, by the way. Um, how did you feel the uh, the cup game went? Were you happy with the changes and everything? The six changes that you made from the last league game that we had, um, and did you was there any standout performances for you in that cup game? Glenn. Okay, you need to unmute yourself, Glenn. No. Okay, well, uh, we'll wait for, for Glenn to uh, hopefully come back to us. Uh, Mark, um, obviously going into uh, today's game, he only made one change um, in the league today, uh, and that was Collins coming back in for Wilson. Now, obviously, we know that uh, Kitchen was uh, doing his last game of being suspended. How do you think... Uh, the team. Do you think the team lined up well? Were you happy, especially because after the cup game, were you happy with the uh, the team lineup? Uh, not really. I thought um, I was surprised to Silver got start. I know, I know. I know he provided a really good assist, and he, you mentioned two assists. Uh, one for Hadji Wright, especially, was was a really good cross. But I'm not sure he was the right person for this game today. Bearing in mind Millwall, you know what they're going to be like. They're quite a physical side. They're quite a direct team. And you could see that um, I felt that Millwall were trying to, to kind of pepper him a bit with long balls. So I, I would have gone Bidwell, Percy, today. Um, and also Lati Baudier. I mean, you had Thomas on the bench. I mean, Thomas, why he wasn't starting, I don't know. 
just I thought it was a bit it was a bit of a baffling decision for me. I'd have um don't have a problem. I guess I guess he wanted to get Latte in the team as captain because obviously he he, he 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 did a really good job and obviously the players responded to him. Um I possibly if that was the way he wants to go, I probably would have benched Eccles and moved Latte Boji into midfield. Um exactly the changes he made in the second half, really. Um but no, I was a bit a bit surprised really because if you look at the start of the game, I felt we got bullied pretty easily by Millwall. You know, they were the better side, they they got the goal and and we were lucky it wasn't I mean they could have scored in the inside the first minute as well. So, you know, it was a really, really poor start, but you know, obviously we we improved the game went on. But no, I wasn't happy with the side. I thought there was a couple of positions I would have changed if I was Mark Robbins, but there you go. Yeah, Danny, um, hold on, let's see if we can get Glenn back. Uh, let's speak. Uh, Glenn, are you with us? Yeah, I'm here now. Can you hear me no, all right? No worries, pal. Uh, yeah, just uh, some somebody's muted everybody. There we go. Um, yeah, so just going back to the cup game, Glenn. Uh, we ha- we someone keeps muting. Unmute. Um, yeah, was you happy with uh, with the cup game? Yeah. Yeah, I was quite happy with the cup game. Um, I thought we played better second half than we did first half. Um, I thought Sheffield Wednesday looked a constant threat without really actually troubling Wilson. Um, and I think Millwall looked at what they did and that's kind of how they played. Um, played against us first half, they just ran out of gas. But I think 4-1, probably. I'd rather we'd gone and maybe won 5 or 6, but that's being extra greedy. But no, I thought there was plenty of plenty of positives from it. Um, yeah, so I was happy with that um, result. And we got through to the next round and that's all that really matters. The only downside was Jamie Allen getting injured. And... Um, yeah, which was a nasty challenge, a total, total premeditated act of fuggery. That's the only word to describe it. And we had the same happen today with Sakamoto, where he gets a forearm smash straight in front of the linesman and the ref, and no one does anything. So hopefully their lad will get done for it, which Bernard somehow got away with it, got free. Yeah, it, you know, in obviously in relation to the, them two incidents, uh, one with obviously Jamie Allen, you know, for me, that was blatant and clear and obvious. To be fair, I didn't actually see Sakamoto's until, until I've seen the uh, the replays uh, of it today on uh, going around on X. I did actually miss that one. Um, so I, I kind of understand a little bit why, you know, somebody may have missed it. But it doesn't really matter because you can go back and you can see it. And Danny, do you think that cover a little bit unfairly treated in terms of retrospect action because, you know, Godden, you know, we all thought that Godden went down. He got done retrospectively uh, for a penalty that he went down that was awarded. Do you think Coventry a little bit hard done by and uh, and we've got cause for a little bit of grievance for them to real bad decisions that have gone against us? Um, Potentially. I mean, I think that, the one today was horrific, really, on Sakamoto. He just elbows him in the face. I think the one midweek, it was, again, I think it was 
premeditated, but I don't think it was as clear as sort of the one today. I think the one today, he's, he's got to get a ban for that. I think both of them should have been banned, but I just think, like, I don't know. The referees only get to see it that split second, don't they? But, I mean, I don't even think Sky even mentioned it today, the, the Sakamoto one. Um, but there is does seem to be a lot of challenges going around and it's just out of order, really. I mean, Alan's out for six weeks. It could have been the same with sort of Sakamoto and... You, like you say, you're getting Godden, who got a couple of matches banned for sort of a uh, sort of dived in a way, but you see it week in, week out, and nothing happens. There's just no cons you wouldn't mind it, but there's no consistency at all in any of the leagues, really, even up and up until the up, up in the Premier League. They just don't seem to know what they're doing. The rules change from one week to the next. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, Mark. Uh, what what are you thinking about the challenges? Are you you know are you aggrieved that we're not you know players aren't being done retrospectively for the incidents that probably if we'd have done them you know we would have we I'm sure that we would have been doing retrospective don't you think? Yeah, hundred percent. It's just a disgrace. I thought uh, the incident with Alan in the cup match, which I've forgot to mention, yeah, was uh, it's, it's very sly. I think it's. Bernard, their player, very sly, but you could see what he was doing. He just, just, just turned his shoulder over it, just turned his shoulder into uh, Allen, and 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 he, and he went down. And it was just, it was, it was, it was, it was dis disgusting. And how the FA are not taking retrospective action, I do not know. And I don't have any faith in them that they will take any equally any other retrospective action on on what happened today with with Sakamoto. It is absolutely despicable, really, and. Then they they punish players for what they allege is diving. That they don't know nothing about that. Is 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 disgusting. You know, I, look, I also look at um, equally. You could look at uh, the Leeds game yesterday against Rotherham when Leeds score a goal, which was a handball, like an, another Maradona in the back of the net, and that probably nothing get done there. I don't know. It's just, it's just, it, it's it's just, it's a joke, really. Um, yeah, I mean. Yeah, I, I don't expect them to do anything. Um, and obviously, what happened with Sakamoto in the Norwich game last week? He's 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 being kicked around the park all the time and not get a lot of protection. So you know, I mean, I guess we all, we all moan and groan about VAR, and that, that today was a classic example why you would want VAR for, for scenarios like that, where you know the referee can issue a red card retrospective punishment. You know, because. That's what that's what it's needed for, you know. Yeah, go on, Glenn. I was just going to say what Mark said as well. You've got Bamford handballing into the net, and then you've got the Leeds United Twitter account, official Twitter account, tweeting it saying they all count. Now, if that had gone against Leeds, there'd have been absolute public outcry about it. So, I think other clubs need to look at themselves. I think. Sheffield Wednesday, Bernard apparently he's got form. He he, he did something and the Huddersfield game which led to a player going off injured, and it was quite premeditated. The fourth official's got a clear view. The one with Sakamoto today, the lines because I'm in block twenty three, it's right in front of me. The linesman has a clear view of it. If I can see it in my seat and I'm twenty thirty rows back, the linesman can't miss that, and and that's really really poor. And it's again. Like you said, an elbow or forearm to smash—that's in someone's eye. 
they could lose the sight. You know what I mean? It, it's not it's not a laughing, jokeable thing. It's not like like we said in the anecdote today. Bernard wasn't an accidental collision. You can tell by the way he runs. Alan's stationary. He runs into Alan. Alan's not moving anywhere. So there is a there is an. In- I think you've in, I think your internet's gone again, Glenn. Uh, just before um, run into him, and that lad today, he's just like he's he's dangled his arm out. There's, there's no need to do that, and yeah, we're going to end up getting players seriously injured. Yeah, I think your internet's gone again, Glenn. Uh, just before we get Danny in, you know, I've said it before on here many a time. I don't think the linesmen do enough to help. Uh, the referees out, you know, uh, again, we mentioned it in the anecdote uh, earlier on uh, this morning, didn't we, Mark, about, you know, the fourth official as well. I think it might have been Glenn as well, uh, that the fourth the fourth official doesn't do enough. Do you think that they need to start doing more, Danny or Mark? And are you happy with, with what they're doing or do you think they could do more? Um, in terms of like, the retrospective, the retrospective punishment you're asking about, no, no, just about the uh, the linesman and the fourth official. Do you think they can do more to help the referee out on them sort of decisions? Uh, yes, if I see it. I mean, I think, I mean, I've, I've run a line before in games. I think the only thing I would say is sometimes, I know they say that, you know, we, we all say in the crowds, you know, the ones that are right in front of you, the ones that they should be getting right. But it, it's, not always, it's not always as simple as that because I've run a line before. It's all about peripheral vision because your focus running a line is looking for the offside. So, I mean, I think personally, it, it's it's not an it's not it's not as easy as you think it is. I think the referee possibly has got to take the ultimate responsibility for getting that that decision. Um, sometimes you can't always follow the, the ball, but it just depends what the, what they're being told in the pre-match instructions. Really, that's all I can say from experience of being. An official myself in the past. Um, I just, I think it's one of those ones where it's it's annoying to be missed by the officials, but I don't, I don't think, I don't want to sort of hold them too much account for that because that that can get missed. You know, it's not, it wasn't a, a bread and butter decision. I only knew about that decision after seeing um, the post on 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 X. So, you know, and I didn't didn't notice it in the game so and I, I was watching the game as well but yeah I mean it's yeah hindsight's a wonderful thing it would have been it would have been good if he got if he got seen um but it, it, it's purely down to pretty much instructions of the referee as well um and what they say but hopefully the FA will do something about it but I'm not going to hold my breath probably nothing will happen um and this is as I said before this is why you kind of need a, a VAR it, you know obviously we, we bemoan it um, with, with what we see on the Premier League, but that was a great example where you need VAR to to get the right decision. Yeah, um, Danny, do you want to come in and have your say about the uh, the cup game or today's game at all? Uh, speaking to me, Stuart. Yes, Dan. Yes, mate. Uh, hello, thanks for welcoming me to this game. That's all right. Um, I say the first half. I think it's a game with two halves. Really, I say the first half. You could say is. Mostly Millwall, they won the first half. Um, the first half of the first half, they were physically superior and they used that to their advantage. Then I think momentum slightly changed after Victor Torp's free kick. I think uh, 
Millwall maybe got tired or we grew with the confidence. I think the home fans were a big influence as they are for most of our games. And we had to come out firing and step up a level in the second half. We did do that. Then again, another gear went up when we made the substitutions, which I think um, our best partnership up front was with Sim starting up front. Then Wright playing on the left. I think that gives us, well, Wright a lot of space to operate. Um, do his best work, not playing against two centre-backs, rather than uh, instead maybe a, a smaller left-back. And it's good to see he got two goals. He's playing with confidence now. I like to see he did show confidence in trying to take the penalty, winning the rock, paper, scissors, scoring the penalty, and scoring a second shortly after. He played well, and um, it's convincing. that I think that's the first win in the league in about three weeks, so we're back to winning ways. We're finishing the match day weekend in the playoff places, so it's a good day. Good. Um, hi, Scott. Uh, welcome to the uh, welcome to the space. I hope you're well. What do you think about the uh, the cup game or today's game, mate? Oh, so hello everyone. How are you all doing? Um, I thought cup game. Obviously, Sheffield Wednesday put us. Weak side out again, because um, they were focusing for, obviously, Friday night game against Birmingham, which, obviously, they won. Um, but, yeah, apart from that, the game, uh, we we were excellent from start to finish. Um, could have been at least 6 or 7-1 if we put our chances away. Um, and Sheffield Wednesday really wasn't, you know, any... Um, in the game, really. Um, but for today, Millwall, I thought Millwall played really well first half. They, you know, pressured us quite a lot, got on our faces and we just didn't have an answer. Um, but then I thought, obviously, obviously half-time, Robbins had a chat with them and said some lot, just, you know, play what we've been playing. Um, and by the sound of it, when when we come out second half, we just you know went back to our normal selves. Obviously, it takes a bit of time for us to settle into the game, but um, yeah, I thought we you know we come back fighting and we never we never give up, do we? Um, I mean, I thought Adji Wright up front on his own was a bit isolated um, and he didn't really get given much to do. Um, I thought, and then when he went out to the left wing. You know, he he was you could see he was comfortable there, and he did really really well. Um, and yeah, that's when he got the two goals. And I was a bit bizarre with the rock paper scissors thing for the penalty, but uh, I've never seen that before. But yeah, he took took the penalty well. Yeah, obviously we um, obviously I haven't really got to that point yet. Uh, I know obviously uh, Daniel mentioned it as well as you, Scott, uh, Mark. Do you think do you think it was right to do rock paper scissors uh, for the penalty claim, or do you think that's something that should be discussed before the players come out onto the pitch? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think we can all laugh about it now because we scored the penalty. I think if 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 Hadji Wright misses the penalty, but I think that's a different conversation. I think people will say, well, why why have we not organised a penalty taker? Um, I think the players. You know, at least you know, Hadji Wright took ownership of the situation and scored. And I think 
a lot's been made of rock paper scissors. So I'm not I'm not really too bothered about it really. All I care about is he scored the goal. I mean, when we got we got got ourselves back into the game, so that's the most important thing. I think the only thing I would say, just going back to sort of the first half, just very quickly, I just think it's another game where we're starting sluggishly. It's been quite a few games now recently where we're not we're not getting on the front foot and we're allowing the opposition to get on top of us too easily. You know, Bristol City at home was was similar. Sheffield Wednesday Cup match, we didn't start great. Um, even Norwich game uh, away, we didn't start great. And I think that's something that Robbins needs to address for, for the games going forward because that is a bit of a concern because we could easily have been two or three down today. Um, and that's no exaggeration. That, you know, they, they played really, really well. So I think that's something we've got to, got to improve on for the, you know, for, the, for the games going forward. But... Um, you know, second half with the, with, with the penalty and that, and I thought the referee got that spot on. Um, we looked we looked much better, and I think I think the, the changes in the second half with uh, with Thomas um, coming on, Lati Bodier moving in, into the midfield, and and Hadji Wright moving out to the wide left, we looked a much better side. We looked a side that um, played with a lot more confidence. So hopefully, you know, that's obviously with Kitchen coming back in midweek. You know, he'll, he'll make changes for, for, for the Plymouth game. We'll see what happens. But, yeah, second half was a lot better. Yeah, it definitely was. Uh, just uh, a quick one, because Wes has been on and said uh, about the Allen and Sakamoto one. He said, the one today was bad, but not as bad as Allen's. The lino today was looking at the ball today and not so much tats. It was right in front of him. Uh Sky Blue Hub uh, has also said scouts from Leicester, Wolves and Luton at the game today. Um, and Wes has also said, this might upset some people with this comment, but stop bringing in big signs asking for players' shirts. It's so annoying. I get that kids are excited and it's nice that they're backing the team, but no need for them every game. Just leave it to the last game of the season. Uh, I can see a lot of people's hands up and thumbs up on that one as well. So, uh, Danny, are you in agree? Obviously, Mark agrees. Do you agree with that as well about the signs and stuff? I'll get you in in a minute, Scott. Uh, if you don't like it, just let. If it makes somebody happy, then let them get on with it. It is. I do like it when players show appreciation towards fans, like giving them shirts and before the game, you see the players meeting the fans outside. I don't mind it, actually. If it makes a little kid happy and they get a shirt, then great. If you don't like it, then just ignore it. If, for me, it doesn't really make any odds, but it is nice to see we're actually getting fans in stadiums and we're actually... Kids want to get their shirts and even away fans are singing, where were you when you were shit? Now, I, I, I couldn't even believe that the other day. It's the first time I've ever heard of it. So it, it just proves that our fan base is growing. And when it grows, people are going to want shirts and things like that. So fair play to them. Yeah, I know. I did, before I bring uh, Daniel in, I did notice that there was a guy on TikTok that's done uh, like the, the growth of the past five years. And we've, we've grown like 11,700 supporters or something ridiculous like that. Where, you know, we're top of the charts in terms of bringing fans back and that you know that relationship now that we have got with the uh, with the fans and the players and everything which and obviously Mark Robbins and, and Aidy and Dennis and everyone that's been involved body as well at the time 
you know, it's uh, it's really good to see. Daniel, you got something to say, mate? Yeah, two things. One on the by the signs in the kits. Well, mainly it's for kids, so I don't mind. And it's nice to see that um, kind of like there is a fandom. There's a really interest in particular players that we kind of have superstars to um, uh, some fans. And like uh, I saw a post or a tweet this week about um, going back to maybe League One days where a new cameraman was hired at a training ground and he's speaking to Marcus Tudguy. They were having a conversation. I was like, oh, you're new around here. Are you going to be a weird type of fanboy always asking for shirts and pictures? I was like, no, I don't care much for the team. Like, uh, you're playing in this league and you're playing with, like, O'Brien and Foley. So, uh, times have very much changed. And um, I wanted to talk about uh, the off-the-ball incidents, say, like, with Allen and Sakamoto. I think the championship needs to step up and doing um, action after the match like they did with Gordon's suspension since there is no VAR. There should be a greater impetus to um, look back on match day footage and uh, dish out the development punishments when such acts have been committed. I think both those fouls on Sakamoto and Allen could be worthy of a suspension, but um, it's very unlikely that they will be dealt with like that. A part of me thinks that some officials have a gripe with Mark Robbins and comments on Sakamoto about how he's being fouled. I was watching today when fouls are happening on him. Decisions were given every way and somehow Millwall getting the free kick. But uh, I try not to complain about too much about referees. I think it's probably happens all all teams equally. But uh, they're dreadful regardless. It's up to the players to put up with that and make sure the referee can't do anything to stop them winning the game. Yeah, it's, you know, it, it, I think, you know, look, it is difficult for the referee and lines. I still think the lines, linos and stuff and the fourth official can do more. It's hard for the referees uh, because they, like Danny said a minute ago, they only get that split second to make that decision. And that's why I think they do need more help uh, from the sidelines really. Um, But, Look, let's not look at the, you know, negative side of things, if you like. Yes, something needs to be done. Totally agree. I do agree with you, though, Daniel. I don't think anything will be done, Um, unfortunately. I just think it's one of them things um, that we're going to have to moan about and and try and, you know, go go on socials and, you know, ring in the phone-ins and stuff and speak to Fancast and and whoever it is to to keep it in the public domain, really, because that's the way I think that we're going to, hopefully try and get some retrospective action done is by, you know, not forgetting about it and making sure that every chance that we can, we're mentioning it because hopefully they'll come back to it. I doubt it, uh, but you never know. Uh, yes, Scott, just before we move on to the next thing, what you got to say, mate? Yeah, it was just about, um, obviously, the referees. I mean, I, I can only think of one referee that we've had at home that's been, you know, quite solid. Um and that was, I don't want to be, you know, racist, but it, it was the black referee that we had. I think it was Sheffield Wednesday at our place. Um, I think, it, yeah, he was, he was, he didn't, you know, he wasn't fall, falling for any fouls or anything like that. You know, he was free-flowing game. He, he was the best referee I've seen. And I think he got promoted to the Premier League. 
Um, so yeah, he's he's what the only referee I've seen who's been actually decent this season. Yes, Glenn, you're going to come in and say something, mate. Oh, he's gone. Okay, so just before we move on to the next bit, uh, Co said Uganda's been on. Thank you very much. He says, good evening, everyone. Superb win today. Love the team spirit currently. Play up Sky Blues. Love from Coventry City Uganda Supporters Club. That's fantastic. Thank you very much for that. Um, so, look, let, let's look at the bright side of things, shall we? Uh, we're still unbeaten at home, I believe. Um, and... Mark, it's it's nice now that, you know, it's annoying that we are starting off slow, as you've already mentioned, but it's nice that we're we're starting to come from behind a lot more now because that was one of the issues that we had at the start of the season, wasn't it? We were losing, but we couldn't come from behind. We've kind of changed that now when we're showing our resilience, aren't we? Yeah, I, just, I thought I'd correct you one thing. I think well, we, we have lost one game at home this season. We're not unbeaten, although we are. I'm beating in, in this year at home, I believe. But sorry, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, I meant this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's really good to see, really positive, um, showing a lot of character. Um, and I think today was a game where, you know, they they would probably argue they should have, they could have easily been easily been two or three up if um, if they're more clinical. If we were playing a Leeds or an Ipswich in that scenario today. We could easily have been two or three down. Fortunately, we were playing Millwall, who, who didn't take their chances. And I think the key thing was was to stay up, stay up, keep it at one nil for a while. I think the longer it gave us more time, um, and we made the changes and, and we looked good. We didn't give up. I thought Millwall um, were very defensive second half. They were trying to sit on the lead and, and frustrate us, waste time, do everything they can to win. And yeah, I, I thought. Um, if anything, I thought I think it's good to see because it's never easy playing at home and you're playing against a team that puts 10, 11 men behind the ball and you've got to try and open them up. And we did that. Uh, we got a good got a penalty. And then once Hadji Wright tucks that one away, it, you know, we, it was a really good goal to win the game. Although I think arguably their keepers probably helped us with that goal. It was a pretty poor effort, really, in all, in all fairness. But, you know, it's good to see Hadji Wright get a brace as well. It's... Uh, He's had a, he's had some critics, but eleven goals now now top goal scorer, which is a real positive. It's ticking the box. Um, I think I think it's I think it's I think it's fair to say he's a better player coming off the left wing than he is. I think central up front. I also like to praise Ella Sims. I thought he came on second half. I thought he did a good job for the team. He battled hard, winning balls, but also defensively he was he was really good as well towards the end, uh, getting back the free kicks, winning headers and. You know, I think it. I think that's what we've got to see a bit more of that from Ellis Sims because I thought I thought he had one of his better games today. Um, so yeah, I, I think all in all, there's, there's, it, it's good to see, good to see us coming from behind to get a good positive result, and we're going to need that because you look at the fixtures to come. Um, okay, we've got Plymouth, Stoke. You expect to get four points, I would say, from them games, and then you, you know, the March and Aprils, you're playing the Hulls, you, uh, the Prestons, and obviously into April, you're playing Southampton, Ipswich, Leeds, so, you know, you need you need to, you know, you're going to be times in the next 15 games where we are we are going to try in games, so we've got to keep that, that um, you know, that character going and, and belief in that, so, yeah, not, not, it, it's definitely a positive that we came from behind again and, and won today. Yeah, obviously you've um, 
you've done a shout out there for Ellis Sims coming on, and I totally agree with that as well. Uh, but I think another one's got to come on for Bobby Thomas because as soon as he came on and Latty went into midfield, I just felt that Bobby Thomas was was immense, really. He won everything in the air pretty much that came his way. I just felt that we were a little bit more solid um, in that back line, really, when Bobby came on. Again, I'm not sure why he didn't start, maybe, you know, you know, with the get like you've mentioned, with the games coming up. Uh, it might be a case that he just wanted to give him that, you know, extra, extra sort of, you know, 60 minute rest or whatever uh, in his legs and stuff. Um, but obviously we're, uh, we're going into Wednesday um, full of confidence uh, against Plymouth. Plymouth lost against Sunderland on Saturday. I think it was 3-1 it finished. Uh, they have got a good, better record at home than they have away. Danny, how are you feeling about going into Plymouth on um, on Wednesday? Uh, I think it's going to be a tough game, to be honest. Um, like you mentioned, the home record is they've won eight, drawn three and lost three. So we've only lost, well, we lost one, they've lost three, but they've given some good teams some hammerings. Like they hammered, I think, Norwich by about six, six one or so. Uh, they've beaten some real big teams down there. Um, it's obviously long distance to travel. I think it's going to be a wet night looking at the weather. Um, we've got a big support and things like that, but it's going to be tough. And it, I, I don't want to sound down beat, but it could be one of those, like, if we're not on the ball, it could be one of these Rotherham games where we had, where we lost that game midweek. So we need to be on it straight from the start. And I think you mentioned about our sloppy starts. Um, we just we're starting too poorly at the moment, but we're averaging two goals a game. So for me, if Plymouth are to beat us, they're going to need to score three goals because we're scoring week in week out. Um, certainly, a game I think we can get something out of, but we need to be on on the ball with it. Otherwise, we could come away empty-handed. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I've just had a few more comments coming in. Um... Uh, Ellis said, Victor Torp been a fantastic last few games. Looks like a great signing. Yeah, he, he has, to be fair. Um, how did you find Victor Torp uh, today, Mark? We haven't mentioned much of him, to be fair, but how did you find him today? Yeah, I, another very, very good performance of Victor Torp. Um, really good free kick as well um, in the first half, which was a good save by their keeper. Um but yeah, he's 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 just he's just take he's just taking like a duck to water, hasn't he? He's 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 been playing really well, really really good signing. Um, I think kudos to uh, the scouting team to Robbins uh, for bringing him in because yeah, he 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 looks he looks exactly the player we need. Um, his pass, I think I think there's aspects he could improve. Maybe his passing at times can be a little bit awry, but um, yeah, good good tackler. Uh, he's got an eye for a goal. He's to take set pieces, and we needed that really because before talk came along, we Eccles um, wasn't. I don't think set pieces was as good. So I think that was an area of that we needed to improve on. So yeah, talk's been a massive tick in the box for me. Really, really good signing, and um, he's he's growing every game. And uh, you know, I look look forward to seeing more of him um, in the coming in the coming games. Yeah, definitely. We're just having another message come in from Will King. Hello, Will. I know you're listening. Um, he said, great result. Happy brother. 
uh, onwards. Fantastic. Thank you very much for that. Glenn, uh, again, going into the uh, to the uh, Plymouth game, do you see any changes uh, or do you think it's sort of the last the last team that was on the field, they start? Um, yeah, I think Thomas comes back in, definitely. Um, there's a question mark over Kitchen and Binks, I think. And possibly De Silva bid well. The only thing I'd say De Silva's got in his advantage is he's got a bit of pace and he's probably going to be, I can't remember which side Morgan Whitaker plays, um, but he might be up against... Uh, that side. So, yeah, I think that's pretty good. I think your connection's gone again, buddy. Um, Scott, uh, do you see any changes happening or are you, are you happy with uh, with what's going on with the side? Uh, so, I would personally switch, um, take Palmer out and... I don't want to be too critical of him because he's had a good game against Sheffield Wednesday. But um, I think that's that's how do you roll its position left mid, um, and he did play well today. So I'd switch uh, right there and I'd give Sims a go up front because he does. He, he's a he is a good player because he does. You know, he's a good strong lad and he you know he, he does cause a lot of trouble. And I don't know if um, I think we need that physicality up front. Uh, to cause some problems, especially against the physical side. So, and I reckon should put Latabodia in the middle with Torp, because when uh, Robbins made the changes, I thought felt a lot more comfortable. No disrespect to Eccles, but uh, I thought he was just a bit uh, slow on the ball today, and he made a few mistakes. I know everyone makes mistakes, but yeah, Eccles didn't really have a good game. Um, so, yeah, I'd feel more comfortable if Lattie went in the middle with Torp, just to reassure our uh, in the middle of the uh, of the pitch. Yeah, to be fair, I, I, I wanted that as soon as, unfortunately, Sheath got injured. Uh, I just think Lattie is, is just a perfect foil for Torp, really, going forward. Um, Daniel, how are you feeling about going into Plymouth on Wednesday? You, you're confident or would you make any changes? I always back the team to win. The, no win is guaranteed in this league. This championship bottom will be the top. Uh, if you don't turn up, and uh, we've been on the end of some shock defeats, uh, thinking back to Rotherham, somehow we made them look like prime Barcelona. But no, I'm confident, despite it being an away fixture. I would have the team that finished the game start the game. Besides, maybe I'd bring Kitchen back and Bedwell to start. I was happy with Lati Boudia to be the anchor in midfield. Um, I don't think Torp has... Um, what's the best way to put it? I think he he's, he plays quite a lot of risky passes and you can't have that as a deep-lying playmaker as if the centre-back split and that's it. And the attacker who's won possession could run through on goal. But I've been impressed with him. He's been a good signing. He's always been a... A sheaf replacement, although obviously he wasn't brought in to be that because Sheaf's injured now. But um, yeah, I like that. Then I'd say, yeah, as the the team finished, so um, had you right on the left wing. I don't think that's Palmer's position. 
I think he's best playing behind the striker. But I also think he's too inconsistent to be in a best starting eleven. Um, so yeah, that's my thoughts ahead of that game. I'm expecting s- seven points for the next three games because um, the inevitable draw or loss against Preston is uh, going to happen, unfortunately. Oh, we need to have a little bit more faith. I think we'll be fine against Preston this year, to be fair. Um, Danny, do you th- obviously Collins today has come in for a little bit of uh, criticism with his dis- distribution. Uh, some people were saying that it was a little bit slow, a little bit wasteful. How are you feeling about Collins? Do you think he deserves to keep his place, if you like, or is Wilson breathing down his le- neck a little bit more? No, I think Collins deserves to keep his place. I mean, his kicking isn't, hasn't been great, and that's probably ultimately why we brought him in. So Because he was supposedly good with his feet, but he seems to be a lucky goalkeeper. The amount of times a ball just bounces off him and goes safe, he doesn't tend to hold on to it a lot. And he made a great save in the first minute, I think, today. Another one which bounced off him. Um, they didn't really have a lot to do after the... I don't think they had a shot on target after 15 minutes, Millwall. Made a couple of sort of reaching for the ball. I think he knocked the ball over somebody's head and caught it. But it's not been great, it's kicking. Um, but... I wouldn't say Wilson's breathing down his neck because I, I don't want to go over what <laughs> I don't want to go over your old ground what I feel about Wilson. Uh, well, but... we, we know we know how you feel about both. <laughs> to be fair, mate, I just thought I'd come to you first. The, the one thing that concerns me a lot is lack of clean sheets because it's not happening. It, we I can't remember the last time we actually got one. Um, we need to start getting clean sheets again, um, but. I'm I'm reasonably happy of how he's performing, and when you've got him in goal with with Kitchen and Collins, with Kitchen and Thomas, they've got that sort of knowledge of when they played together at Barnsley, so that does help as well. The experience, so yeah, Collins for now. Okay, uh, Mark, how are you feeling about uh, Collins? Obviously, I knew Danny. That I knew Danny. Doesn't particularly like either of the goalkeepers. Uh, I've I've always been a fan of Collins. To be fair, I always thought that when he come in, he wouldn't necessarily be pushed out. How are you feeling about Collins after today? Yeah, he made one or two mistakes. I think there's a it was a, a um, he took a a long throw which got headed intercepted by their player second half for memory. And yeah, I, I kind of get the criticism, but I still think he's our best goalkeeper. Um, I, I don't think Wilson's doing enough to, to take his shirt, uh, in my opinion. Um, and, yeah, I think I think what will help him maybe uh, going to Plymouth is the fact that Kitchen comes back from suspension. Thomas, I'd be surprised if he doesn't. I'm sure he'll start this game. I'd be surprised if... Uh, I'd be surprised if Lassie Baudier is, start, is playing at the back. Let's put it that way. So, I think it'd be important that they can... They, you know, because obviously those three have played previously at Barnsley. So... They've got a good understanding. Um, so, yeah, I mean, no no issues with Brad Collins, really, f- from my side. I think he's still our best goalkeeper. OK, cool. Uh, Scott, how are you feeling about Collins? Um, it's, it's a tricky one because they're both, you know, 
But Wilson had 20-odd clean sheets last season and Collins has come in and, you know, since he's been with Kitchen and Thomas at the back, he's looked pretty decent as a goalkeeper. Um, but he does need to improve his kicking because he tried to play it around the back a few times. It just doesn't work. I don't know why we do it all the time. It, like, it, it scares me because I think we're going to lose the ball at the back and then, you know, go and concede a goal. It's it's ridiculous. Um, I don't get why he just doesn't punt it up front towards Sims and right waiting to head it on. I mean, it, 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 we're not you know we're not Man City. You can do it all the time, you know. What I mean? But um, yeah, because uh, uh, Kitchen's back and I think Thomas is going to start. I, I can see Collins obviously playing against Plymouth. Um, but yeah, I'll give him give him some credit. He did make some really good saves today to keep us in the game. Um, but yeah, he needs to needs to improve his distribution definitely. Yeah, Danny, how are you? Dan, sorry, not Danny, uh, Daniel. Uh, how are you feeling about Collins? You were you did a thumbs down a minute ago when I first mentioned it. Um, that was probably uh, just in relation to the negative comments. So I don't think um, his number one shirt or well number forty, I think he wears. But um, he's going to be a starting goalkeeper. I think he's. A bit clearer of Wilson. I definitely feel more comfortable with him in goal. He's better at coming for catches. He's better with playing with the ball on either foot than Wilson is. I do think, um, yeah, he's competent for this level. I think his throwing today was particularly good. It's unfortunate none of our players could um, control the ball when Collins was throwing the ball at them. And I think chemistry at the back is really important with Thomas, Kitching and uh, Collins understanding when to stand when he's in possession of the ball and also when he distributes to our centre-backs they're quicker at distributing it further than both Binks and Latibudier so despite us playing a bit slow over recent games um, yeah I, I still think he should be number one and it's not in doubt but okay. I would like to see him, him catching the ball when shots are fired at him uh, he seems to parry a lot but uh Fortunately, they're not landing directly in front of the opposition to get the score or the rebound. Yeah, funny you should say that, actually, because Wes has just mentioned pretty much exactly the same. He said, only downside, I'd say, is he seems to punch when at times he can catch. So that's pretty much what you've just said. Martin Warren, thank you very much, Martin, uh, said the last clean sheet was uh, the 26th of December, Boxing Day against Sheffield Wednesday in the league at home. Um, Wes has also said, sorry, but Sims physical, question mark. He's so lightweight for a big lad. I'm not a fan of Sims at all. I hope he improves and proves me wrong. Uh, but at the minute, he's not for me. Um, I kind of I, I kind of see where he's coming from a little bit. But, you know, I, I'll still go back and say, you know, I wasn't a massive fan of Ben Sheaf in his first season when we had him on loan initially. But... You know, the second season, he changed my mind. So let's just see where where he is, you know, come the end of maybe next season. I know it's a long distance away, uh, but, you know, things can happen and things might just click for him. Uh, I think the same with Wright as well. Uh, I think we still haven't seen the best of Wright. I think there's more to come from him uh, as well. So, so I'll go around now uh, and I'll uh, go on, Danny, just before we uh, we move on. Yeah, I, I want to speak on that one about um, Sims and Wright physicality. I don't think I think the comment is fair. 
but I don't think that's necessarily uh, being exposed as much as it uh, could be. I think Sims coming on, despite him not being physical with centre-backs, just because he looks imposing, that's a good enough distraction to occupy two centre-backs, and whenever he's in the box, he causes a distraction for our wide players being right in Sakamoto, so he, he creates space. So despite him not being directly getting the goal contributions, uh, I think we're a better goal-scoring side when uh, he's playing. But um, yeah, I think that's fair. And I just think they're missing maybe just the dog, the aggressiveness, the fight in them to really like battle it out with a defender like we'd say see with Jokerez when it'd be him against three defenders. But uh, I just don't think that's their personality and a play style. Okay, fair enough. Uh, right, we'll start off with you, Danny. Uh, Plymouth prediction for me, please. Uh, 1 1. Any goal scoring? Uh, I'm going to go for Hadji Wright and I'm going to go for Whitaker for them because he scores boatloads. Um, but what all? <laughs> okay, fair enough. Mark? Uh, I'm going to return back to my fence and sit on the fence. I'm going to go for a 2-2 draw. Uh, Callum O'Hare and Hadji Wright with the goals. Okay, nice. Scott? Uh, I want to go for a nil-nil. Okay, clean sheet. I'll take that. I'll take a clean sheet. Uh, Daniel? I'm hoping we're going to be more convincing consistently throughout the match. I'm going with... 3-1. Wow. Okay. Not a clean sheet, but you've got us down for a 3-1, so I'll take that as well. Uh, I'm probably going to go, I think, I think we're just going to nick it. Uh, I think out the, including today, the three games, Millwall, uh, Plymouth and Stoke. Uh, I did say uh, in the anecdote, speaking to Mark and, uh, and Danny earlier on this morning that, you know, I'd be happy with probably seven points, but I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to say that we're going to nick Plymouth one nil, uh, a nice clean sheet, and they uh, I'm going to go for a uh, top goal I think uh, as well. So just wrapping that up, please remember where you can find us. Uh, we are available on X or Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, please go and like and subscribe our YouTube channel. The uh, Plymouth um, match preview is out now as well. Um, we are on Spotify, iTunes, wherever else you can get your um, uh, podcasts from. Uh, like I said, please go and like and subscribe. Thank you to everyone that's come on today. Scott, Daniel, Danny, Mark. Uh, thanks for all the messages. Tomorrow, I'll be doing In My Opinion. So that will be live on TikTok as well as YouTube, Facebook and uh, uh, X as well. Uh, we have got other things coming up as well. So please uh, be aware of that. Can't say too much at the moment, but uh, but it's some good stuff uh, coming up. So, uh, so look out for that as well over the next coming weeks. Play Up Sky Blues. Thank you very much to everyone that's come on. Much appreciated. Speak to you all guys soon. Thank you.
future. It remains a very, very good FA Cup final. And Hatchet!